Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Major, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be doing another question and answer show, but this time just around Disneyland and the questions associated with booking a Disneyland vacation. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Agent and Disneyland Specialist, Deborah Lopez. Hello. Back in the production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Again, welcome, everybody. Thank you guys for being here. Um, We like to do these question and answer shows periodically. Um, Not only great questions do we get from our viewers and listeners. They come in through Facebook and Twitter, or you can email me directly. Um, They're great questions. We, We have fun answering them, but also they help us point us in the right direction of what folks might want to learn about and might want to have more information on. And we got a lot of questions about Disneyland come in, which is kind of what inspired us to do the series we just completed on traveling to Disneyland and booking a Disneyland vacation. So using those questions, we decided to do a three-part series that we just finished, booking Disneyland vacations at the Disneyland Resort. And now we're going to go through our question and answers that folks have sent in. So let's get started with our first one. What are the best hotel choices at Disneyland for a more budget-conscious family that are either walking distance to Disneyland Resort or on the art lines? Deborah, I think one of the best ones is the Howard Johnson. Um, I've, you know, priced several hotels along the harbor that are directly across the street, and the Howard Johnson always comes in at at a good price. For, for a family. And how far is that from the it's, Esplanade? You can either do art or you can walk. It's about a block and a half away. Maybe a block, less than a block. More than a block, but less than two blocks. I also think it's important to point out that when we say walking distance, this is walking distance now to downtown Disney. So you still have to get well, through. Well, it's actually walking distance to the entrance to the Esplanade. Right. So you're going through All the right. buses. Mm-hmm. Say again? The bus en- entrance. So oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. Okay. Uh-huh. The Disneyland Hotel. Is at the other end. And the, okay, I'm sorry. Yep. I got confused. So yep. strike that, what I just said. Um, uh, the Quality Inn's a good a good choice with the, with the breakfast. Uh, again, it doesn't offer transportation, but you can. What's the one directly across from the Esplanade? The Best Western uh, Park Place. And what in the... We, it's got the it. mini suites, and it's, it's also a good price, but it does sell out quickly. So people want to stay really close to the hotel, grab that one. And it's a favorite of, of some clients. They always want that hotel. Fairfield is close. The Fairfield is closer than the Anaheim or the Howard Johnson. Um, it's also a good hotel. One of the ones that's very popular we always hear about is Candy, Candy Cane. Cane. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of our previous shows, you did a very interesting cost comparison, and Candy Cane actually comes out higher, mm-hmm. even though it's considered a value resort. It comes out a little bit higher. It's than a some of the moderate, other, moderate resort. Yep. It even comes out higher than some of these other resorts you're talking about. Right. So, uh, you know, depending on what your need is and what you're willing to spend on, maybe proximity is worth a few extra hundred dollars mm-hmm. to to stay at Candy Cane, but. Yeah, and even the Hilton isn't that far away. Um, mm-hmm. And even though it has the Hilton name, as long as there's not a convention currently in town, so like if it's in the middle of the week, mm-hmm. you know, I just randomly some days whenever I'm planning my fake vacations to California that never happen, um, I, I've seen the Hilton drop uh, to. I, I've seen it drop to like you know just a little bit over a hundred dollars a night. So sometimes you can get good deals even on the the big name hotels. The Sheridan is another one, and they often offer free nights. So 
Yeah. Um, I think there's lots of, of choices. At yeah. Superior ones. Yeah. Certainly. Write to Deborah. She'll help you. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of choices to choose from, especially mm-hmm. for a budget conscious. Mm-hmm. Hotel that's close enough that you know you can do the walk or take the art. All right, let's move on to our second question. What is the best time of year to visit the Disneyland Resort, school age kids included, for best on property hotel value? I think for best on property hotel value, probably um, during the winter right now um, or spring is the best value probably for the on-property hotels and then in the fall. And I think we're looking at sort of the same situation that we talk about with Walt Disney World Resorts. Listen, when the kids are out of school, mm-hmm. prices are always going to be higher. Right. So if they're school-aged kids, unless you're willing them to take mm-hmm. the, willing to take them out of school, mm-hmm. you're not going to find you know the cheapest rates. You're going to have to go at a time when it might not be convenient for them in school. But one thing you have to remember, too, when you go during those times, there's a lot of refurbishments going on, too. So you need to, you know, what are the things that you want to see? If you're going maybe to see pirates and it's mm-hmm. being refurbished in the fall, then, you know, maybe that's not the best time to go. Um, most of the rides are open during the summer, but there's a lot of refurbishments and things going on. And uh, they take down Haunted Mansion, you know, for a while to get it prepared for the holidays. So that's down that's in quite October. a long thing also, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's several yeah. weeks. So I think you need to, to see you know, the refurbishments and what's going on in the park and the construction and those kinds of things, too, uh, to get your best value, too. Right. You Take know, all you those things see, into consideration right. because if, yeah, you might be great to go at a time when it's least expensive, but mm-hmm. if a third of the rides you want to do are right. down, right. it's not really worth and it. And if it's your first time, those are some probably some pretty popular rides, too. Right. So. Does uh, Small World go down for a significant period of time? For the holidays. For the holidays. Yeah, over so like, it goes... Christmas. It gets it ready for goes Christmas. Down around the same time as Haunted Mansion. Yes. Right. And mm-hmm. That's when they do their holiday overlays right. for it. Mm-hmm. So coming back afterwards is always a great thing yep. to experience those rides, but mm-hmm. you don't want to be there when they're down. Right. All right. Our third question. There is no meal plan option at Disneyland. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, Deborah. Why'd that, you do that, that Deborah? Disneyland's considered, a, like you said, a locals amusement park. So a lot of people from the area visit Disneyland. They don't come, you know, to for a meal plan or they they're maybe leaving the park and going home to eat and coming back. They're maybe Southern California city, you know, annual pass holders or um we touched on this on another show that Disneyland is you, you could leave the park and comfortably mm-hmm. go somewhere else to mm-hmm. eat. So um you're not tied to a Disney resort or a Disney restaurant to find your food. So that's something that maybe they've decided is not mm-hmm. worth the money. You know, Disney is Disney, and who knows, maybe someday they might discover that it's in their best interest to offer a meal plan. Mm-hmm. Um, might keep people on property more. We uh, actually eat more in downtown Disney. We like, you know. Does downtown Disney has some great mm-hmm. restaurants. Yep, and, and it's so easy to get to. Yeah. My favorite restaurant at Disneyland is in downtown. I love Catal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um they have what Jazz Alley, and they we eat at the little marketplace. It's right. I can't remember the name. La, La Brea. Um, I also think that with no magic band, mm-hmm. with no 
my Disney experience type of thing, it might be a little bit more difficult for them to track this. Mm -hmm. You mentioned in the past they used to offer some kind of voucher system for meals. Mm -hmm. It feels to me like that would be the only option. Uh, When we went to Disneyland Paris, that's what they did. They gave you coupons and as you ate. And while we figured it out, it could be a little bit complicated mm-hmm. figuring out Especially what to Especially if you have children and right. mm-hmm. an extended group. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just had a, you know, our own coupon booklet. But right. So yeah. maybe as Disneyland adds things like, you know, uh, um, technology to the app, mm-hmm. maybe you'll see that in the future. But I think as long as it's a hard ticket thing, it's not going to happen. Yeah. See, I enjoy the fact that they don't have a dining plan mm-hmm. because it – has just become such a routine at Disney World whenever you go and sit down at a restaurant and they say dining plan, yes or no. And then if you're on it, all of a sudden it goes into the routine. Here's your entrees that you can choose from. Yeah. You're not going to look at the appetizers. Just forget about those. You don't want to pay extra for them. And right. then you get a choice of one dessert. Whereas Disneyland, you can still go and sit down at a restaurant or even quick service and have kind of a, a more unique, more relaxed, paced out dining experience that – I just I don't think happens anymore really at Walt Disney World and I, I wouldn't want to see menus to suffer either because of it like I would quality of food yeah people think quality of food has suffered because of the dining plan exactly like world. it would be such a shame even though Napa Rose would I mean in terms of Disney World credit it would have to be at least a two credit if not Absolutely. three credit mm-hmm. making up a new scale for it but it would be a shame if that restaurant had to suffer with food quality because they had to just worry about you know focusing on those three or four entrees that everyone wants and just push well, those there used out. There to be whole threads on the dis boards about how to maximize the food plan. You had to order this appetizer steak. and you had to order this right. steak and you had to get this dessert and that's how you would get the most money for your food plan. So what they did was they took those things off the menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. you'd have to change the 60 day window too. Yeah, if you had a food plan. Oh yeah. No that. Right. You talked about another show that you have uh-huh. 60 days out right. as opposed to 180 to book your uh-huh. dining and you're saying that there's also much more availability. That uh-huh. would change significantly uh-huh. yes, under a dining would. plan. Again, I think one of the things about Disneyland is they do recognize that they get a lot of locals. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of people who are invested in the history of that park. So they are less likely to make some of these changes like um, Fast Pass Plus uh-huh. And magic bands and things like that, they seem to be a little bit more willing to uh, wait and see and develop the technology as it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's the idea of the dining plan. So the question I have for this person is, do you want it? Do people want a, Disney, a Disneyland dining plan? You know? Maybe they do. All right, on to our next question. I have been on an Adventures by Disney backstage magic that includes Disneyland, but I've never been just to Disneyland. Will I be disappointed visiting Disneyland without the ABD pluses? I would say no. Um, Disney, an ABD trip offers you a different perspective. It's part of a storytelling adventure. Wandering around Disneyland on your own is pretty special unto itself. It, there's nothing to be disappointed in, I don't think. And ABD has great extras. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, being backdoored onto rides, seeing behind the scenes, that's all cool stuff. But you still want to experience the park. As a matter of fact, in my opinion, the Adventures by Disney doesn't leave you enough free time in the park. There's always that mad dash after a meal to mm-hmm. quick get in and get a few extra hours in a, in a theme park. Correct. I think you want to have the extra time to do it at your own pace. 
And Disneyland is very doable. And experience Disneyland as you would another theme park. I, I mean, it's you want to see it at your own pace as opposed to moving as a group. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with the backstage magic. It offers you a perspective that you can't get elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, I mean, part of the great aspect of the backstage magic is that you make that significant group of friends on there. And, you know, a lot of times you don't always vacation with groups of people. So you never get to experience the parks like that. And so that's, I mean, on top of losing out on the guides and being able to rely on them to help with anything else, uh, without doing it ABD style, you lose out on that group travel unless you plan it that way, which, you know, that's one of the immediate things you hear after an ABD is everyone saying, well, when's the next time we can all get together and do something like that and i think i think adventures by disney for the backstage magic at least is the thing you do after you've been to disneyland that's my next step kind of right you go to disneyland on your own you spend some time on your own you experience the park and then the next thing you do is the adventures by disney backstage magic because that at least you see the magic that goes into the park and you probably don't get the corn dog why is that? They're very famous for their corn dogs. Oh, Have you right. ever had the corn dog? Oh, I at least three or four. <laughs> at yeah, the little red trip. wagon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever had a corn dog? I never have. How did we not <laughs> know about the corn dog? It's a corn dog there. Cane, they have though. the best corn dogs. We have had the Christmas candy cane. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty special too. <laughs> All right, on to our next question. I am a Walt Disney. I'm a Walt Disney Resort veteran. With so many trips, I've lost count. I always thought about visiting Disneyland, but was worried that I would be disappointed because it's a, it's smaller than Walt Disney World. What can you say to convince me that a Disneyland trip will be good for me and my family? I think that it's a different expectation when you go to Disneyland. It's, um, I mean, you got you're going and you're walking in Walt's shoes. You know, it's the first park. It's the the original, you know, Magic Kingdom. Um, I was told you don't call with that. I know, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did it because of that. I think there's, uh, it's similar, but it's different enough mm-hmm. that it's not a carbon copy of Disney World. Mm-hmm. It's not like they took Disney World and put it on a smaller piece of property. There are things that are unique right. to Disney. And also right. remember, too, you're talking about the opposite series of events. Disneyland came first. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's not a copy of Walt Disney World. It actually would be the opposite if it were true. I kind of think I can, you know, there's a, a you can straddle the fence here. Walt Disney World is huge. There's so much to see and do. But, and that's plus. But on the plus side, Disney World is intimate and doable. And mm-hmm. it's, I would say that the Disneyland Park is more intimate. Mm-hmm. Than the Disney, the Magic Kingdom in Disney World, and I think the fact that California Adventure is just the other side of the Esplanade—I like that word. Can you tell? And Downtown Disney is part of that. It's a different experience altogether. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's convinced you and your family to go. But well, and if you're talking about in terms of attractions, uh, you know, yeah, Disney World does have the advantage it has four parks. But if you're looking at Disneyland Park versus Magic Kingdom, there is way more to do in Disneyland Park mm-hmm. than in Magic Kingdom. Uh, Fantasyland area alone, there you can't walk two feet without running into another attraction out in uh, California and Disneyland Park, whereas ours is all 
very spread out, uh, especially with the new Fantasyland upgrade. It's just become bigger areas, but not as much to actually do in there. So you have to take that into to consideration. And it's just, I mean, even with like California Adventure, there's not a lot of attractions that are, you know, worth going specifically there to do. However, that's kind of like their Epcot in that it's a great place you can just walk around and relax. So, yeah, you don't have the countries, but uh, you get that taste of California that you might not normally get the same way with Epcot, getting a taste of different countries that you you don't usually get. There's more Star Wars at Disneyland. Well, now. I am a fan <laughs> of Right those. now, yeah. Every park we have becomes Star Wars. Yes. I was just going to say, we're just going to name it all Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm a big fan of both. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I like... I mean, my home park is Walt Disney World. It's what I grew up with. So it's, you know, that's what mm-hmm. I think of first. But I love Disneyland, too. Yeah. I've said this before many times. If you are a true Disney fan, if you are a fan of Disney parks in general, you have to visit Disneyland in California. Mm-hmm. Again, it's where it all started. It's Walt's original vision. Um you know, you can do the fun thing where you compare and contrast. Wow, look at how different this is here. This is not in the same place it is as in world. Mm-hmm. This ride's different here. It's better here. It's not better there. But just in general, there's that whole feeling of, you know, this is where it all began. It's not, it's like a community kind of. You're just walking around. You're seeing the same people maybe three or four times, you know. Yeah, I think just, too is cast members. We definitely find a different yes. caliber of cast member at Disneyland mm-hmm. than world. Um, not that world doesn't have some fantastic cast members with great training and a great love of Disney, but Disneyland seems to keep their cast members longer. Mm-hmm. You find a lot more people who have been there 20, 30 years, you know, in frontline mm-hmm. positions at land than you do at world. All right. So go. Just go and stop questioning me. <sighs> On to our next slide. On to our next question. Uh, what are some of your favorite places to eat at Disneyland? I talked about the corn dogs. We always get a corn dog when we're there. Uh, Port Orleans. I like Port Orleans. Um, Cafe Orleans. Cafe Orleans. Sorry. Um, That's what happens when you live with both of these I things know. in your head. <laughs> I know. Um, Kevin always messes up Grand Californian and Grand Floridian. Uh-huh. I mean, always. As I said, I love Cafe or Catal. Mm-hmm. I love the Mediterranean sort of flavors. I also like the Uva Bar outside, mm-hmm. which is kind mm-hmm. of part of Catal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy both. We have enjoyed, I don't know the name of it, it's the Trattoria in California yes. Adventure. The wine, wine Country. Wine, wine country, country Safari is what I call yeah, it. I know. <laughs> and that's. Um, <laughs> in the parks, uh, we enjoy the Carnation. Cafe is nice. Cafe. Mm-hmm. I mean, breakfast. What I, what I love about mm-hmm. that place is that seems to be like, it's like fresh. Everything uh-huh. feels so fresh there. Yeah. There were places I didn't like. I never liked Billy Bob's Hoopty Doo Review or whatever it was called. The were you barbecue? A, yeah. Yeah. I never liked it. I think that. they closed that. I don't believe it was ever called Billy Bob's <laughs> anything, but that's all right. It was like the Hee Haw yes, Barbecue, Hee Haw Ho Down, something like that. That was never my favorite thing, but I'm not a picnic table kind of guy. Um, <laughs> we've talked about Blue Bayou. Uh, people love it. Uh-huh. In my opinion, it seems a little overrated. It's not someplace I would go to just to go to eat, but some people love it. We talked about... Um, Napa Rose. I just was shown the error of my ways. You don't have to go to Napa Rose and have the formal sit-down dinner. Mm-hmm. We ate in the lounge 
recently and we had flatbreads incredible and appetizer. Incredible it was food. great. I found it a much more um, casual atmosphere than sitting at the table. So I really enjoyed that. Greg? Oh, the list starts. Um, yeah, Little Red Wagon first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always have to have corn dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, Where is that? It's, it's right, right at beside the end Plaza. Of the, yeah, right at the end so. of Main Street. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so is it a place you walk into, or is it a no. cart? It's a it's a cart. So if you're looking uh-huh. at Plaza, if you're looking at that grand entrance to Plaza, we it's just off to the right. Um, <laughs> speaking of Plaza, uh, Plaza in fried chicken is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's one of those it's things you have to try chicken. at least once. It's not the best fried chicken you'll ever have, but yeah. it's. A lot of Disneyland food items just have such a legacy and heritage to them. There's, a couple there's some things, things you need to try. There's a couple things about the plaza. First of all, great character breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really great character interaction. The breakfast mm-hmm. itself is standard Disney fare, eggs and, you know, bacon and, you know, all sort of okay and hot, which is good. But the character direction mm-hmm. is incredible. And the second thing is getting there and getting a seat before the fireworks. Yep. Yeah. And eating outside. We usually go get hot chocolate. Uh, in there and then go sit out there. Okay, well, I was the outside fireworks. tables and watch mm-hmm. the fireworks. Yeah. The but the character, the characters are, I, I recommend Minnie and Friends all of the time because the characters are such a variety mm-hmm. of characters. So, yeah. Uh, and I love getting mint juleps all the way back in New Orleans Square. Uh, Miss Juleps? You know, yes. And the, the Mickey Mouse beignets that go along with it, mm-hmm. too. Um, just recently, this past trip, I finally tried the chimichangas and the corn that you can get at like every cart there and that was absolutely fantastic i now know why they're stocked all around the park um you know they're awful for you and i'm sure most people (laughs) just find them disgusting like turkey legs but uh it's just is it their version of turkey leg type of thing where it's everywhere in the park and yeah it well it's they have it, the carts that sell it, they have turkey legs, chimichangas, and the corn. And that's what they have at those carts. Wow. And so it, it's kind of their thing. And like getting a churro right in front of the, the castle, that's awesome. something yeah. you have to do. Um, mm-hmm. And then going into uh, California Adventure, like, I don't. I've had hit or miss meals at Carthay Circle, but the lounge always has some really unique appetizers, really good drinks in there. Um, Carthay Circle has um, that. Pork chop, yeah. Mm, Dinner, delicious. My God, it's one of my favorite things ever is getting that pork chop. Uh, One of the things about like about the lounge is they do um, they have signature drinks, Mm -hmm. which they do the ice ball, which is cool. And for the diamond celebration, they're doing the dice, the ice diamond. Yeah. So. Uh, And then you, of course, you have to hit uh, Steakhouse Fifty Five if you're uh, a meat eater. Just whatever you kind of steak you get, just make sure you ask to get it with the Steakhouse Fifty Five rub. Uh, that typically only comes on the ribeye. That's when they massage you while you eat. Exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's my short list of food. I think that um, Pete mentioned it on a different show, can't remember when it was now, that he found that the fast food is getting better mm-hmm. and also better than Walt Disney World. We found that to be true, uh, the sort of uh, quick serve meals were good. I thought of something else we eat every time we're in Disneyland. A Wetzel's pretzel. Yeah, Wetzel's pretzels from the cart. And, and we get the hot yeah. dog with the pretzel wrapped around it. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Good I stuff. know Pete's obsessed right now with Jolly Holiday Bakery. 
right in, in Disneyland, right across the street from Plaza, and uh, specifically the grilled cheese and tomato soup combo they do mm-hmm. there, as well as the the Matterhorn macaroon uh, that everyone seems to love. So it's it's really hard to not find good places to eat. Uh, it's there's just a couple missed places. Like don't go to Tomorrowland and get the pizza. That right. they have there. Stay stay away from that. I would tell you not to fight for a, res- or a reservation at Blue Bayou. Yeah. I would say the biggest piece of advice is if you see a hamburger, just actually stay away from it. Because it's really hard to not find something unique and delicious at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good advice, everybody. All right. Let's move on to our next question. Do you think Disneyland will ever get Magic Bands or My Magic Plus? Um, I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I believe a lot of locals hope not as well. I think, uh-huh. I think magic bands are inevitable. You think so? I do. I think just because it's saving printing ticket media yeah. and purchasing all those things. And it also helps with tracking attendance mm-hmm. and all I think of that putting stuff. your, t- uh, your hotel uh, room key and your ticket on the same thing. Yeah. I can see those coming. Right. And I don't think anyone would complain if magic bands were done. And I, the big part that everyone hates about uh, my magic plus is the fast pass plus and having to plan your fast passes so far ahead. And at the same time, a lot of people love it and they love that planning. If Disneyland just integrated where you could wear the magic band and still go up to a kiosk, put your magic band on there, get your return time. Right. I, I don't think anyone would complain about that. I think it would just be used for the resort hotels, though. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It not be, any of the good neighbors. No, or, they couldn't because then they would have yeah. all the good neighbors would have to retrofit all their rooms. Right. I also think mm-hmm. because I think because the so much of the business is at the good neighbor hotels that this doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it's worth it. I mean, with right. twenty hotels, what is it? Twenty four hotels locals. Mm-hmm. now on Disney property. I'm making up numbers again. I know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hotels at Disney World. Feet in the Esplanade. <laughs> no, that's three hundred feet. <laughs> Don't write to me. Um, and I think I think the answer is we don't know for sure. Uh, and there are people who would hate to see it happen, but you never know what Disney. I they would only- like to see though their their my magic. You know where you go online and you do all your dining and everything. I the Alani one doesn't work very well either. So it'd be nice to have them sort of all where they can go in with one, mm-hmm. you know, password and be able to choose. You know, we had this conversation mm-hmm. on a different show with Tracy in that you would be surprised how, while we all think of Disney as Disney, mm-hmm. they are separate companies. Yes, they don't they talk to each the other. IT folks are completely mm-hmm. different. Nobody knows what anybody else's systems yep. do or how they work. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it would be great if someone thought of it and sat down and said, listen, let's make one big integrated system. Yeah. But Because a lot of the clients are from Walt Disney World want to link their Disneyland to their My Magic Plus in it. Doesn't do it. All right, moving on to our next question. I have a chance to spend a day at Disneyland as part of a convention I'm attending this summer, but will only have one free day. If you had only one free day at Disneyland, what would you do to get the most out of it? Also, <clears throat> taking into account to, for the fact that it's during the summer, mm-hmm. so crowds are going to be high. You know, that's kind of a rough, a rough thing to do. Are we talking Disneyland or either park? I well, mean, I think what would your advice be to this person? First of all, just hit one park in one day. You can't do – you can't park hop, I don't think. You probably could. Could you? Mm-hmm. You probably could park hop um, in one day. I it, I think it would depend on 
if you've been there before. You know, if if you've never been to Disneyland, I would suggest you go to Disneyland. Um, or if you've been to Walt Disney World and Disneyland, I would you know go to Grand California Adventure because it, that's all new. She does. It's all, not just me. No, she says Grand California Adventure. Uh, what did I say? Grand California right, Adventure. Calif- I was looking at you. <laughs> I'm not called the Grand Floridian. Um, I would decide whether you wanted to see Pirates, The Haunted Mansion, uh, Space Mountain, or if you were interested in Radiator Springs right. kind of thing, if you're interested in Cars Land. If you're a world or a Disney World veteran, I would suggest going to California Adventure mm-hmm. because it's so different. Right. It is so different. Um, the chance to see Cars Land is pretty cool. If you're not a Walt Disney World veteran, I would tell you to go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I would too. And wander around and yeah. see the, the, the classic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it also depends too. Are you, uh, are you an adrenaline junkie? Mm-hmm. Is this the type of thing where right. you're going to run to ride to ride? Well, then you know what? Get a hopper. Mm-hmm. Get your fast passes as many as you do can. Do things that you Right, do. go to those yeah. rides. Or are you just looking to experience the park? I mean, I'm the type of person who... I would just like to walk around and see it. And I would tell you, no matter what you do, to see the Paint the Night Parade. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty spectacular. Might be the best one I've ever seen. Stay for fireworks. Or, or, paint or the, the World of Color, if you've never seen that. Oh, no, now you confused it. Oh, uh, really? I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't like this new World of Color. That's I like- exactly. If you only had a choice right now while the 60th stuff's going on. Uh-huh. Go with, it would be the paint the Yeah, night. go with Paint the Night in <laughs> Disneyland forever paint instead the night of World was of Color. hypnotizing. Yes. I can't yeah. explain it. It, it. I felt like I had been flukamized. It was just like... Mm-hmm. Again, in my opinion, Disney magic at its best. Up mm-hmm. the game. Right. Use technology I've never seen before. Told a great story. Yeah. You know, all, all those wonderful yeah, things. Yeah, I thought it was great. So, yeah, I think... Spain tonight and then uh, Magic Kingdom fireworks, Disney mm-hmm. Park fireworks, mm-hmm. for okay. sure. You agree? All Consensus. Right. I, I vote yes. All right, great. <laughs> and uh, as we'll do our last question. Our last question of the day is um, I know that Walt Disney World and Disneyland have many of the same attractions, but we are but are different in each park. Can you compare these attractions park to park and tell me which one is better or which one does it better? Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion uh, has a very different outside look in both parks. Inside's a little bit different as far as ride through goes. Uh, I'm a Walt Disney World fan. I think our our Haunted Mansion's better, except at Hollow at Christmas where they do the Christmas overlay. Mm-hmm. My opinion, you guys. I think there's this, the differences are minor. So I don't see that there's one better than the other. Yeah, it's, I mean, the big difference is uh, two aspects of it besides the outside is you walk in and you still go into the stretching rooms. But the first more impressive thing is that because you're actually going down to get under the railroad tracks, the elevator in the stretching room takes you very, very far down. Uh, It's much more grand than ours where the ceiling just raises up a little bit to do the the effect and then instead of like riding past some of the portraits that change with the flash of lightning uh in disneyland there's you actually walk past it and it's yeah it's to add in originally it was supposed Mm -hmm. to be completely walk through uh so they kind of kept that element in where there is a little bit of walking before you board your doom buggy however disney world wins because we have the um, the MC Escher stair room that's <laughs> extremely crazy and one of 
one of the coolest additions whenever the last time they they did our haunted mansion so while it has the history our mansion's better do you actually want to know a piece of trivia yeah they were built at the exact same time they were both built in 1969 the haunted mansion was the first attraction built in disney world and it was because they were creating mm-hmm. the ride vehicles and the set pieces and stuff that they were both built at the same time they said to save money Let's build the same thing in, in two parks and just wait for that park to open. So we talk about it having history. The history is the same age. One of the things I don't like about their Haunted Mansion, I find their loading zone harder. You don't seem to have enough ramp-up time because you kind of do a switchback right before you get to it, and then the walking sidewalk is there. I find it a little bit harder to sort of get on that ride. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, let's go to the next Dead one. Dead horse, get off it. Oh, man. <laughs> you have no Disney spirit. Small World, Kevin's favorite. I like the outside of Small World better in California. I like the inside of Small World better in Florida. Okay. And in, in California, they also do a holiday overlay. Yeah, Christmas do. around the world. Yes. I like that better mm-hmm. in California. Um, Florida is more fully realized with less cardboard cutouts. Than California has. Um, I believe Florida has more rooms and more children. But at Christmas time, California wins. And they win outside. And California, you load outside. Um, the boat, the, really boat cool. the loading area okay. is outdoors. Uh-huh. In uh, Disney World, it's indoors. Mm-hmm. Excellent. What do you guys think? I wrote small it world? just re- recently when I was there. I didn't think it would ever end. I didn't remember it being <laughs> that long. The older you <laughs> like, get, the longer that ride seems, yes, doesn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. And the younger you are, you think, you know, it's the best oh, thing it's over. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like Disneyland's better between the mm-hmm. outside and then uh, even going through their rooms, uh, regardless of the Disney characters that they added in uh, during blasphemy. the last one. It's just blasphemy. I, you know, give or take that, but I... I Actually, I see the opposite of Kevin. I feel like Disney World feels smushed into a small space just because they wanted it, where Disneyland still feels big and broad. But I guess it, I mean, it's a matter of opinion. Strings, right? All right, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, most significant difference between the two is that our pirate, uh, their pirates, Disneyland's, starts out in the Blue Bayou restaurant. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of started with more of a bayou theme that then morphs into the pirate theme where ours is just pirates all the way from coming and going mm-hmm. um as far as that i don't see a big difference between the two rides oh it's huge is um, it really yeah well with the blue bayou first you start off there and then you go down the waterfall mm-hmm. and that's you how you away. end up mm-hmm. into you know the caves and so that's the first big difference that there's all the there's all the caves that you go past where the gold's all piled up, skeletons. There's the skeleton on a bed. I, see, I see it very similar skull. to ours. I don't see a big difference. I mean, we go down, we go down the waterfall, you blah, 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 the skeleton's there. And <laughs> we, blah, blah, blah. we have about three or four less scenes. It's much longer. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, again, our Pirates of the Caribbean, wasn't. it wasn't supposed to be there. Um, we were supposed to get an expansive... Uh, Thunder Mesa in Frontierland with Big Thunder Mountain as well as a, a Frontier-themed boat ride. So they never planned on putting pirates in at Walt Disney World. Then they decided to add it because of how popular it was. So ours is a much more condensed version that's not as big and and broad. And uh, 
you know, like at ours, uh, the only reason we have the drop in is because it was in Disneyland's, whereas Disneyland's like Search Haunted Mansion, purpose, yeah. it has to go under the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just it's a more fleshed out ride. I think, though, some of the things that, you know, you talk about the stretching room and you talk about the drop. It's, those are cool from an, uh, an engineering perspective. Yeah. This is these are problems that they had to solve. But from the writer standpoint, I don't think anybody knows that unless you're told it. No. Nobody notices. It's a nerd thing. Yeah, but I, I actually think we do have an elevator that lifts you up to get you over the berm, because that's why you have to turn the car turns around and has to go back down because you're going back down to floor level. You actually go up a level in our haunted mansion. Our our stretching room does not move. Our stretching room, just the portraits go up. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree, but right. I could be wrong. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, moving on to the monorail. We talked about this on another show. The monorail at Disneyland is more of an attraction, mm-hmm. uh, where ours is more transportation, much more expansive. It goes between hotels and Epcot and there. Um, their Disneyland, though, seem their monorail seems to me... It's more f- like fun. It's like, ooh, fun. It's a ride. Wee. Let's ride this- over to Disneyland. Yeah. Right. So this one seems yeah. a little bit more, uh, ours seems a little more utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Any else, anything else about that? It, it seems a lot smaller. You know, yeah. you just get on it down, and everything's so close anyway. You know, you're at downtown Disney, you grab it, and you get dropped off at Tomorrowland. And it's nice because if you're over on that side of the area and you're done, you can grab the monorail and. You know, go back to downtown Disney or the hotel. Seems like that walk out of the park. Yes. And, yeah, one side mm-hmm. to the other. Craig, any any feeling on the monorail? Uh, I did, you know, the I guess Disneyland wins for me, too, just because it doesn't smell like pee all the time like Walt <laughs> Disney World does. We like um, to say Band-Aids. How, <laughs> I will say this, Band-Aids. just just to, just to give them credit, there's been a refurb yeah. and the car, all new carpeting, and they've actually smelled really good. They, so. they smell much better. Yeah. I guess, actually, at the same time, too, uh, because ours is, is just transportation and not an attraction, uh, if you're, you can technically go and ride the monorail for free anytime. Even mm-hmm. if it's on your last day, you're still on property, and you don't have a park ticket. You can just go and ride it around. So that's yeah. it's nice to have that. Our monorail also helps if you want to do resort hopping, yeah. Christmas mm-hmm. time. You want to see the decorations. It's, it helps with that. Yeah. And the windows open. Maybe that's why it doesn't smell as bad. Disneyland's windows open. <laughs> uh, moving on, Tower of Terror in both uh, mm-hmm. both parks. Um, okay, I was wrong. I hate being wrong. I had to figure it out and got to prove it. I had to find someone else to corroborate your story. About the stretching room? Fine. There's not a lot I know for sure. That I knew for sure. Uh, Tower of Terror. You know, first of all, is location. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, in Disneyland, it's it's awkwardly placed. Yeah. It's, it's sort of out of place where it is, but it is what it is. They wanted to include that. California Adventure. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that... I. Th- as far as the one in California, um, it drops like it just clicks into place. Kind of, you kind of move just a little bit, and it clicks into place, and you're dropping. It's not like you're moving out and moving into a location, and um, like worlds feels more like yes, you're moving forward, and yes. you're sort of um, so you're just sitting there anticipating this drop much more quickly. I think, and yeah, I really like the one at Disneyland much better. I. It, that's a tough one. Um, it, it's kind of like Space Mountain 
whereas I see them, it, the general concept's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's has the same storyline. It's just two very different rides, especially at Disneyland from the from the start of it. Where mm-hmm. ours, you get in and you go straight up right away. Disneyland's already starts off a little differently. Mm-hmm. So, um, I still prefer ours just because it does fit the general theming of actually being in a Hollywood. Uh, not that at California Adventure, it's not in a Hollywood section. It just doesn't have that same old-time feeling going all the way through the street. Ours the, feels more in place. By the time this airs, I'm sure there'll be much more discussion about it. But did you hear about them changing the theming? The galaxy. Of, yeah. yeah. The Guardians of the Guardians, Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Because uh, mm-hmm. apparently they're losing the rights to Twilight Zone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just do Soren. We'll finish up the comparison here with Soren. Um, same basic ride here and there. I think ours is a lot more of a walk, though, to the actual ride. I find that the one in Epcot, it feels like you walk forever mm-hmm. before you get the actual ride mechanism. And that's because... Nerdy it's at fact. the beach. Is that the beach club? That's a beach club. Oh, actually, uh, so Food Rocks used to be a part of land, um, and that all changed. However, the Food Rocks building is still there, mm-hmm. and it's in between. That's why we have to have that super long walk to get through there because they didn't demolish uh, that building in case they ever needed it for anything. Um, you know, it's not really fair. As the time we're recording this, Soren Around the World hasn't debuted for us yet. Um, so that could change. It could be better, but I don't know, something about Soarin' Over California, they hit every note right uh, with the, the music, the, mm-hmm. the, the locations they and, chose, the smells. Yeah. It just it all fits together perfectly. I don't know how Soarin' uh, Around the World is going to really be able to match up whenever they nailed it so right the first time. I'll have to say, for sure. When is that, June 17th? Or? June 17th. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few. We could go through quite a bit and do comparison and compare and contract. I think the the best part is that we have an option. You have two different parks, two different locations to visit. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Can't can't hurt to have the options. All right, so that'll do it for our question and answer show about Disneyland. Um, hope you guys got something out of it. We're going to end our show with our agent spotlight, as we do each week. We like to highlight uh, someone from our team and tell you a little bit about them. Maybe they can't come to the to the studio or maybe you won't get a chance to interact with them this week we're going to be talking about jennifer winthrop jennifer joined dreams unlimited travel about a year ago as part of the disney cruise line gift bag team she also helps greet guests and clients that come into the welcome center in cape canaveral florida originally from long island uh, long island new york jennifer and her family moved to central florida on the east coast of orlando in 2007 Growing up, her father owned and operated a chain of travel agencies for over 30 years. This gave her the amazing opportunity to travel the world. She's been been on over 40 cruises, visited many countries, and sailed to many islands all over the world. Jen and her husband, Artie, were fortunate enough to honeymoon on a 10-night Mediterranean Greek Isles cruise in 1995. Her knowledge of travel is a plus when visitors and clients stop by the Welcome Center. This is part of her job she enjoys the most. Jen and her family of five all have a passion for Walt Disney World. As annual pass holders, they spend as much time as possible in the parks as their busy schedules allow. Jen's uh, big tip for visiting Walt Disney World is Fast Pass is your best friend with the addition of the My Magic, My Disney Experience app. Her family time at Walt Disney World is much more magical. So here you have someone who's a local 
has a different opinion than we do. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's great. She thinks it really adds to her experience and her family's uh, use of time at Walt Disney World. So there you go. Everyone has their own opinion on everything. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for our show. Thank you guys for being here and for participating. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>